0: podcast. This is a joyful podcast. My name is Ethan Edwards Sherritt and in a time of personal need, I went seeking inspiration and I found it in so many sources, so many people being positive and sharing their positivity from all types of faiths and all types of traditions and I'm thrilled about that movement. This podcast is made out of a commitment to propel that that I call the mindful revolution that we are experiencing. It is happening right now. And today I have a special guest with me. His name is Pastor Craig, and he is a pastor out in Cripple Creek, Colorado. And he's been nice enough to chat with me for a little bit. Hopefully, just uh, tell me some of his story and some of his source of inspiration. So let's go ahead and let's talk to Pastor Craig. Thank you so much for listening, Brian.
1: So, what do we do? Just play
0: with this? Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect way to start. (laughs) I I just want to feel looser and uh, just talk, just casual. Uh So, with me, as I announced a little bit in my pre intro, like out in the car for a second, uh, this is Pastor Craig, who is so uh, gracious to just chat with me for a little bit because I came out to uh, the Cripple Creek, Colorado area to see some family, and they have been moved and inspired as of late uh, by. Uh, Pastor Craig's services that he's been putting together here, and uh, I just want to just find out a little story because I find, you know, people's motivation and uh, inspiration so helpful to me and just their story, if nothing less. One of the main reasons I do a pod- or listen to any podcast is just to hear some conversation. Right when I'm folding laundry or you know doing <laughs> yeah, dishes or exactly. whatever. Exactly.
1: When you got spare time. <laughs>
0: spare time, you know, because yeah. sometimes, whatever especially with is. the time zone difference, you can't always get on the phone with family or whatever. Yeah. So I want to hear cool, yeah, cool conversations. So thank you for that. And that was our us jamming. Craig was on the, what type of drum
1: is that? that uh, this is a cajon. A cajon. Yeah, and that's you got a djembe. Yes, right?
0: sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll. Uh, uh, graduate someday soon to a like a double double bongo, yeah, 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 which I want to do. Nice. But I'm working on a single right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Master that first, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, get into this setting right now. Um, we're in the mountains of on the like on the west side of Pikes Peak. It's beautiful out here. Pretty sparsely populated with people that know how to how to live in these elements. Mm. Um, what brought you out to? Whoa. This place and where um, is, how long you've been here.
1: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for allowing me to tell my story. And, and I always like to preface this by saying, you know, um, it's, it's ongoing. And, and, and I'm so glad because, you know, all of our stories, they're still being written. Yeah. And, and I love that. I really do because um, as long as I'm breathing, you know, this side of eternity, God's writing my story and, and, and it's unfolding day by day. And, yeah. I, and that's just an awesome thing. Um, I, uh, I don't know how far back you want me to go but definitely I was you raised.
0: Yeah I usually ask people like where they what your folks did.
1: Yeah yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my parents um, you know I was raised in kind of a leave it to beaver home. You know my dad was in the military my mom was a military wife stayed home and took care of us seven kids and. Oh, I
0: have a six is, two, it, is that right? Two plus two of the steps yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah so I was raised in a large family um, definitely just kind of during that era of the American dream, you know, right. unfolding and, uh, you could do anything and be anything you wanted. Uh, I was raised in a moral home So and you're
0: talking about like, this is this still in that rush of like world war two is over and, and yeah. their parents carry on that tradition of yeah. hard work and yeah. possibilities are endless. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. For okay. sure. Yep. Yep. My, my dad was a military, a West point graduate and, um, pretty hard line, you know, um, my mom was full of grace and love, so they balanced each other out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was kind of a leave it to beaver home. It was a, definitely a moral home, but I wouldn't say it was a Christian home. You know, it was, be- but very but very moral, like the right. golden rule, like, hey, do unto others as you want them to do to you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got that as, at a very early age, mm-hmm. I did. And um, then my dad retired. Um, Would it be the
0: opposite of that? Like, like uh, you gotta, Get before others get you type of.
1: Oh sure. Yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah, yeah. of that is. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The op- the opposite is is you know you, you get it before it's gone. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something happened around our our our, our dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different on the,
0: on the micro level. Yeah. It's a different.
1: Yeah, but it was that's totally different. Um, so when I was a at, a, at nine, nine years old, we my dad retired from the Pentagon. And when I was nine, we moved to California because my parents both had family there. Uh huh. And um, so we took a quick road trip, three days, you know, from Virginia to to California, and that's uh, hustling. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, so nine years old, pretty much, uh, moved to Southern California, and um, yeah, just just again, just lived a kind of simple life, you know, mm. like everybody lived. So you weren't in like a big city. No, it was more suburbs for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely suburbs. And at an early age, I knew that I um, I wanted to be an architect. Are you Use my hands, you know. I watched the Brady Bunch. You mm-hmm. know, you Brady Bunch. Greg Brady.
0: Didn't they live in some <laughs> masterpiece of a like an odd architecture or something like that?
1: <laughs> no, but Greg Brady was an architect. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. okay, okay, yeah. He
1: was an architect, so I thought hey, right. I could do that. Yeah. Um, I always uh, it's easy for me to kind of envision things uh-huh. in my mind. I could always like envision things and. Um, built even like when I was a kid I could build sand castles and my, my siblings were like wow how did you do that so, I don't know I just thought about it and did it that's a, that's a skill yeah, yeah 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 and and um, so uh, I went to you know high school you know junior high high school took all the drafting classes and and I went to junior college and basically barely got by in junior college but again I knew I wanted to be an architect mm-hmm. and so then I applied at uh, Cal Poly Pomona, and unfortunately at that time, they let everybody into the program. It, it was impacted, but they let everybody in first year. And basically, mm-hmm. if you didn't do well in your three quarters of design classes, you weren't in. And, but fortunately, I got in. Wow, well, well. Yeah, yeah, I got, okay. I got in by the grace of God and um, loved being an architect, I really did. I loved, mm-hmm. um, I loved that. It definitely uh, uh, was something that was just ma- made for me. Okay, I so a job
0: it. after, like with that? With a firm? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, yep, I did. I graduated and, and worked for several firms here in Southern California and uh, did a variety of projects uh, just from customer residential, multiple family, commercial projects, multiple um, you know, high-rise type stuff, mid-high-rise, not anything real tall, but mid-rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, again, loved it. And, yeah. Uh, I loved, yeah. You know, loved the, the whole contracting part of it. I did spend some time as a framer, a summer as a framer, uh-huh. uh, and knew that knew that good
0: it, manual labor. Just, yeah, yeah,
1: it, it, that's good, honest work. Uh-huh. It really is. But it also instilled in me the fact that yeah, I, I, I want to be the architect. I don't want to be the guy hammering, you know, hammering the nails yeah. or screwing the screws. I, yeah. So um,
0: which is out of the ideas? You want to have ideas that we work on instead of a yeah. How does this hammer go in? Oh so, yeah. yeah, I'm
1: absolutely an idea yeah. vision guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but but I need people around me that can help me get there mm-hmm. because I'm not an administrative guy at all. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, interesting. Not a, I'm not a planner. I'm not a nuts and bolts. I'm more of a big picture guy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So therefore, I learned at an early age I need to surround myself with people who can help me build build that vision. Yeah. You know, I can dream it, but I need other people to help me fulfill that dream. And um, that's why I think when I got married, God paired me with a perfect woman who she is administrative. She's more of the kind of um, I'm more goal oriented. She's more task oriented. Okay. So I can see the Goals, goal, task. Yes, okay. yeah. I can see the goal. I can vision that, but she knows the tasks involved to yeah. get the things done. That is pretty cool. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Um, so uh, ended up going to Cal Poly, becoming an architect. And uh, my last year in college, I was dating a girl, not my wife, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, dating a girl, and she said, "Hey, let's go to church." And I thought, well. All right, you know, Here we go. church is go cool. Church. I, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm an American, so of course I'm gonna go to church. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I drive a Chevrolet, so no big deal. I yeah. like baseball, uh-huh. you know, uh, hamburgers and apple pie. I'm just a typical guy, so of course I'm gonna go to church. Well, not being really raised in the church, I hadn't been at church for years, but I had this paradigm in my mind of what church was like. Yeah. Church is a steeple. Church is people kind of going and congregating, kind of being bored out of their mind, uh-huh. singing about things they don't really understand. And, and um, kind of irrelevant. That was my paradigm of church. Because the times we did go to church when I was younger, it didn't really impact my family at all. I mean, I, my dad went to church on Sundays, but still then lived that week. Okay. Not really, never praying, never... Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I've
0: heard, I've heard people, and I guess I've had even the thought myself that are like, I should be good and go to church this <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I'm so bad I haven't been going to church. No,
1: exactly right. Yeah. You see, what, what, how, how I was raised was, you know, church is something you did. Mm-hmm. You just go to church because mm-hmm. you're supposed to. I mean, right. your grandparents went to church and their grandparents went to church, and that's what people in America do. They go to church. So, this one that you went to, was that
0: different? Or? Oh, my
1: gosh. It broke every paradigm I ever had of church. Every paradigm. First of all, when we got to the building, it was just a big industrial building. It didn't even look like a church. No steeple, no, no, and it was huge. It was big, mm-hmm. it was probably 50, 60,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parking lot was huge and it was full, which was, again, not my paradigm. Usually mm-hmm. people don't wanna go to church, so the parking lots aren't, aren't that full. People were hurrying to get to church. Get my paradigm, people kind of like casually walked in mm-hmm. um, and people were people had a smile on their face. They were eager to get to church. Yeah. And then when we finally when we got into church, it was full. We kind of sit in the back, and I saw people worshiping for the first time, like not just singing hymns. They were worshiping. They were engaged in what they were doing, and I thought, "Wow, this is interesting." Because like there was a a lady over to my right; she was raising her hands, and another guy was on his knees. I saw another person crying. I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, like like this this is different than any other worship experience I've ever had. Uh-huh. And the music was relevant. It was just to the same beat I was listening to, you know, during the week. It was my classic rock beat, you know, that I loved. And, um, and people were engaging the worship leader and it was a band. It wasn't mm-hmm. even an organist and, and it was real and it was genuine. Yeah. And my first thought was, I want what they have. I want to do that,
0: uh-huh.
1: but how do I do it? You know, okay. do I just start singing? I
0: yeah, mean, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, even if you want that in your life, if, if you, when you're exposed for the very first time, it, you, I mean, it's a rare person. that's like, I'm on my knees. I'm, you know, I'm doing a cartwheel in the front, yeah. you know, because you got to, I don't know, do you have to warm up to that? It, exactly. You right. kind of feel, you got to feel comfortable yeah. a little bit. You're not used to it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and not only that, I felt like it was just genuine. Like they were, were truly worshiping God okay. in a way that I had never done that before. And um, so I thought, okay, I, I kind of want that. And then uh, when the pastor finally did come out, he wasn't in a robe and he wasn't you know, 70 years old, nothing wrong with 70 year old pastor, but he was young and, mm-hmm. I, and, and he spoke in a way that I could understand and I could relate to. And he taught the Bible in a way that was applicable and relevant for today. And I understood the message of Jesus Christ for the first time in my life. And I've gone to church several times, many times. Yes. I never really understood it the way that I understood it then
0: I, I don't you probably don't remember exactly like one little nugget of that message particular message do you
1: uh, yeah and, uh, I, I do and, yeah. and what, what really attracted me I guess was just grace hmm. and how different than like Christianity is as a religion compared to all the other religions mm-hmm. what hit home to me was it's not about what we have to do to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all the other world religions are. It's all about what you do, and even life, it's about what you do to earn people's favor. Your boss, your mom, your dad, your kids, you know, your wife, um, your neighbor. What you do know, it's,
0: to earn favor. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I heard for the first time that we can't earn God's favor. We just can't because, sin has polluted us so much and no one likes to think about that you know no one likes to be called a sinner and this pastor never even called me a sinner it was just self-evident and I think the things we do wrong in life are self evident we don't need them pointed out to us Mm -hmm. we just don't I I mean it's just I think it's a self-evident thing and but but more than that it was what can we do about it and what God did about it what God did about it is he said hey you guys blew it you know sin entered the world and you know, and because of that, we lost this relationship. But I want to do everything I can do. This is God now mm-hmm. to get it back. Mm-hmm. And God initiated it. And He's the one who's had this plan of redemption for thousands of years. And we can read about it in Scripture. It's a, it's a plan of redemption, it's a plan of God saying, Hey, I love you so much. I want to get us back on the right track again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and ultimately, you know, he, he sent His Son Jesus to die. So that I don't, and I, again, I don't have to earn or gain God's favor. All I have to do is put my faith and trust in Christ and what he did, not what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I rest in that. And that's grace. I rest in, 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 in God's, in, in my unmerited favor from God because of his great love for me and for you and for the world. Yeah. And, and honestly, that to me, that was a light bulb going off. Like, what? God loves us so much. I just rest in the finished work of Christ on the cross and forgiveness and grace? Yep. Well, what about all the stuff I have to do in the Bible? You know, I got, that stuff just comes. It just comes naturally when we rest in God's grace. So all right. um, that was big for me. That was huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I gave my life to Jesus, you know, a couple weeks later. A couple, weeks later. a couple weeks later. A couple weeks later, after hearing that message, like I heard it again and again. Finally, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I, I'm in. I get it.
0: Uh-huh. And, so and your days and nights are like really like this is going through your mind yeah and like kind of healing yeah. you or
1: you know what it was not healing me as, as much as it was drawing me like grace draws you it's this incredible it's this, it's this incredible power it's the power of god and it's grace that draws us to god it's love that draws us to god you know if we're drawn to god by his commands and out of fear Um, you know, that's, that's not how God draws. That's how the world draws. That's -hmm. not how God draws. God draws out of love and grace and mercy, not out of fear. Amen. Truly not out of fear. I mean, and, um, so it was that drawing that God wooed me by his grace. All right.
0: So when people come in, do you know, like if they've never been with you before, they've never been in like your community, um, you know that they might have come from a space where they are fear motivated?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 And you can tell, you can tell when light bulbs go off, you can tell those aha moments like, wait a minute. I always thought that God was this big, bad sheriff, you know, writing down every wrong thing I've ever done. I'm like, no, that's not what God does. Mm -hmm. God, God has an etch a sketch of everything you've done wrong in your life. And the moment you, you come to Jesus, he Mm -hmm. shakes that etch a sketch and it's gone completely. Yeah. That's grace. Uh That really is. And, 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 and never to be written down again. You know, God doesn't keep track of our wrongs. He just yeah. doesn't, you know?
0: Um, so getting that into your heart, though, that was yeah. that takes a little... That's not just like easier... That could be easier said than done.
1: You're absolutely right. You know what? Grace, discovering grace and living in grace is a lifelong process. I'm more in love with God now than ever before because I'm discovering and living in grace more and more and more. and um, And it's grace that compels me mm-hmm. to... To, to live a life that, that's glorifying to God. It's grace that compels me to do the right things. Mm-hmm. It's not fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's grace. It's freeing. It, it, is, it, is the, it is the most powerful force on this earth.
0: Yeah. It really is. And so after that two weeks, when you started actually, you started turning your path from what you might have thought it was to something else.
1: Yeah, I, I I went down. Yep, and I, and then when I gave my life to Jesus, I really thought like like overnight, like boom, I'm gonna be this completely different guy. Like I'm not gonna want to sleep with my girlfriend. I'm not gonna want to go out and get drunk with my buddies. And it wasn't necessarily like that. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I
0: I still had. But some I, peace of mind was feeling better. Well,
1: here's the difference. The difference was, uh, I. I still slept with my girlfriend, unfortunately. All right. I did. I, I still slept <laughs> with my girlfriend. Yeah. But. I, I didn't feel good about it. Where prior to that, like I could care less. Like I'm sleeping with my girlfriend. Heck yeah, that's what guys do. Interesting. Afterwards, though, it was like, I oh, know I shouldn't have done that. I don't feel good about that. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily condemnation I felt or judgment. Okay. It was the Holy Spirit, telling me in my in my spirit like. Hey, I've got a, better, I got a better way for you. I do. I've got something better for you mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had a desire to go out and hang out with my buddies and, and even get drunk a few times, you know. But but afterwards, it's like, ah, that wasn't fulfilling. That wasn't fulfilling because the spirit in me was like, hey, I got something better for you. I got something better for you. So mm. it was a process of, yep, yeah, and I did. After a couple months, I. I my girlfriend and I broke up because we both felt the same way. Like, we can't control ourselves. This isn't what God wants for us. Hmm. We need to.
0: This like, was the girl that went to church, that brought you to the yeah, church? Yeah, she
1: brought me to church. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and
0: I... and I.
1: In hey, mysterious ways. Exactly right. And you know what? I still um, wanted to spend time with my buddies, but I tell them, hey, I want to spend time with you guys, but I, I just can't get drunk. I'm huh. like, why not? Like, it's not good for me. I don't feel good the next day, blah, blah, blah. And plus... I lose control of myself, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want God to control me, not alcohol. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So I still, I, even today, I still talk to him, and we still connect. But yeah, you know what I mean. They're at a different place, and I'm definitely at a different place, and uh-huh. um, so.
0: Well, it's interesting because you, this, my podcast is, is has to do with what I, I feel like is going on, and what I'm trying to propel a revolution of mindfulness, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a big, broad umbrella of. What I feel is like the inspiration where people are. What you said, you it kind of sounds like uh, the grace of God and having that in your heart made you start to be more aware of what you were doing, where your time was going. Absolutely. And slowly, then it started to just make more sense to not spend your time. That's right. Yeah, uh, hungover. Absolutely. Not spend your time like doing something like fruitless. Yep. Yep. Yes. And that's mindfulness. And some people are like, "Well, I'm not ready for." to go in and, and give my life to right. Jesus Christ, organized Messiah, religion, organized that type religion. Of thing. Yep. But I am inclusive of whatever you want to call it that allows you to have more. And people, people use the phrase stillness, yeah, to sure. which kind of brings them a grace. Uh-huh, if their uh-huh. mind or whatever intellect is not uh-huh, uh-huh. going to bring them into a church, right, they can still experience something that allows them to. To be mindful of what am I doing with my time? How does this affect the world around me? Yes, and, and I'm trying to include that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's really living life the way I think life was meant to be lived. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think we do that. I don't even think a lot of Christians in the world live life the way that God wants us to live life, like to the fullest. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, and I love this this verse. Jesus said. I have come that you might have life, and have life to the fullest. And that word life that he used there um, in the Greek, he, and, and I love that the Bible was written uh, in quite a near Greek, which is so expressive, it, it, so much more than, in, than English. So he could have used three different words to describe life. He could have used the word suke, which is kind of our, our, our inner life, Okay. you know, like it's, where, it's where we get our word psychology. He could have said, hey, I have come to give you this inner life, you know. He didn't say that. He could have suke. Suke. Yeah, it's where we get our word psychology. It's kind of so about
0: inner,
1: inner life. It, it starts with a P. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then or, or he could have said, uh, "I've come to give you bios, which is like physical life. Mm-hmm. Like pinch yourself out, that hurts, because mm-hmm. we're physical beings." Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. He didn't. Say, but he did say, "I've come to give you Zoe," and and that word means abundant life, purposeful life, meaningful life, life the way it was meant to be lived.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, and I think it's, it's life not according to the world, but life according to, to God. You know, okay. you know, real life, life according to how he measures life and not how the world measures life, mm-hmm. especially in the West. How do we measure life in the West? By what we, what, what how much we make, how much First we make, of all, yeah,
0: how much you make and how stable you are, like financially. And, Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Letters after your, after or where your you can,
0: name. where you're able to go. Because if you can get a couple of pictures in like
1: Bora Bora. Absolutely. Or... Yep. Yeah. Ooh, You must be living life. Yeah, that's you know? a full life. A- absolutely. How you look. You know, if you're yeah. good looking, man, you've got a good life. If you're buffed, yeah. you know, if your body's nice, uh, mm-hmm. all these things that the world measures life by, God shakes his head, I think. Yeah. He just says, that is not life. Mm-hmm. That's not life. That, that's fleeting. That stuff's gone. You know, I'm, I'll be honest. When I was 25, I had I had a good body and I was a handsome guy. Yeah. But now look at 56. Life has taken its toll on me. You know, I'm bald. Yeah. I've got gray hair. But a full life has taken its toll on you. Yes, a full, a meaningful, meaningful life, life. Absolutely. A mindful life has taken its toll on me in a good way. Yeah. In a good way because now I don't care about how the world measures life, and I don't, and I don't seek to live up to that measurement. Yeah. Which is so freeing. Could you imagine? If we measured life the way God measures life, what life would be like? What your life would be like? We would have no guilt, no condemnation. We wouldn't feel judged by people. Yeah. We just wouldn't. We would be free to live the way that God wants us to live. Yeah. You know, not trying to measure up to the world. Okay. But yet we spend way too much time trying to measure up to worldly standards and kind of neglecting God's standards of grace. And God accepts us the way we are. He just does. Uh-huh. We don't have to measure up and live up to God's standards.
0: Hmm.
1: We just don't, mm-hmm. you know. But yet our mind is filled with, "Oh, I've got to measure up to this this standard or that standard," and it's set by the world, certainly not by God. Yeah. Where Jesus said, "I've come to give you life, full of life, Do you meaning, think that, meaningful life, yeah. purpose, purposeful life." What if What if life was measured by how much we love people? What if life was measured not in not in how much we have, but in how much we give.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: What if what if what if we were what if ultimately we were judged by what our kids say about us, what our neighbors say about us, what our coworkers say about us? What if that really mattered? And what if we what if we lived life saying, hey, that does matter to me. It matters what my kids say about me. It matters what my neighbors say about me. It matters because I want to live the kind of life that is generous that is gracious that is kind that is loving towards people but but yeah we spend mm-hmm. probably we spend more time detailing our cars than we do working on relationships
0: yeah when yeah. you can detail your car it shows that you have like a little bit of time to that you're, you're stable and kind of shows that off a little bit Absolutely. that can feel good to you the, it, the ego so the ego comes into things it does it does but if we
1: but our ego is fed, our ego is fed by the world. Yeah. But what if we flipped that around and said, "I don't care about what the world thinks. Or what I really care about is what God thinks about me." Uh-huh. And God thinks that I'm beautiful, the way I am. God, God accepts me. God um, is all about restoring me. God is reconciling with me. Mm-hmm. Um, God wants to lead and guide me. God wants to have this incredible relationship with me and he thinks I am I am dearly loved. I mean in the book of Ephesians chapter one, it's amazing what God says about us in Christ. Mm-hmm. He says we're we're chosen, we're forgiven, we're holy, we're righteous, we're perfect, we're saints all these things that God says we are.
0: all right so how do people unlock these things when they're like, man, I don't even know how to be generous. it's not in my nature like I, I spend so much
1: time run. judging
0: other people to make myself yeah. feel yeah. like I'm as good as they are, yep. or yep. or whatever.
1: Run to grace. Yeah. Run to grace. That's it. Understand grace. Run to grace. And you know what? D- don't read the Bible. Read the Sermon on the Mount. That's it. I'm telling you, those are the greatest which words. Is, which sermon is the ser- Sermon on the Mount? Is a sermon that Jesus gave. His you most know? famous speech. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he said some life-changing things mm-hmm. from the Beatitudes just to the Sermon on the Mount. Revolutionary things.
0: Revolution. Revolutionary things. Yep.
1: Life-changing, revolutionary empowering. things. Empowering. Oh, empowering.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Liberating. Yeah. Absolutely. Connecting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you won't regret it. it. It'll change your life. If you, under, if you understand it, grasp it, believe it uh-huh. and run to grace. That's it man
0: your your energy up here is infectious for sure was that what about like the the facts and the uh, the did you have to go to school for from architecture from knowing like a lot of how to use those tools did you yeah. have to like get a bunch of books and study this yourself <laughs> and then until you cuz nobody not everybody feels confident being like all right room of 300 people yeah. 1000 people right. listen to me I'm yeah. going to share with you how the heck did that confidence come with, from you? And obviously, yeah, you could say because 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 God, sure, but yeah, you had to have the terminology. You had to have some kind of a way to summarize stories yeah. that, that you liked.
1: Yeah, 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 and that certainly comes through experience, and it yeah. comes through uh, a relationship with God, and it comes you know through the Holy Spirit in me. So it was you know, like, kind
0: of the, what was the like, smallest rooms you started with, or whatever?
1: Oh gosh, when we planted a, when we planted East Hills Community Church. In Southern California, we started with a Bible study, the 10 people. Uh-huh. That's what it. And, and 15 years later, we have a 30 th- We had a 30, we still have, but it's still there, a 30,000 square foot building. And uh, we kept the church at 700 and we kept pairing off 100 people to go plant a church. We go plant a church here with 100 people. What? We take 100 and go plant another church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. went from
0: studying with a group to you actually get to speak to everyone.
1: Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, and um, it's a process, though. You know what I mean? It's a process. It's a it's a slow process that you mm-hmm. that you're on. It's a journey. Yeah, it's the story that God's writing of your life. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and um, fluid.
1: Yeah, God's not done yet. No, no, <laughs> that's the most important thing. Yeah. I keep telling myself, and really, that's a message no, that I think your people that are that are hearing your blog like need to hear. Like, God's not done. He's still writing your story. Yeah, if you're listening, if you're alive, if you're breathing. Mm-hmm. There's hope, there's mega hope, you know? Huge hope. Yes, mega yes. hope.
0: Like, yeah, a lot of people, I like turn to podcasts and to hear other people's inspiration, like from kind of a place of darkness, when a, a place where they need something. Not a yeah. whole lot of people are like, well, I guess there's an entrepreneurial side of podcasts when they're just oh, like, how me should... you wake up and be awesome? Right. <laughs> and just dominate. <laughs> and there's a lot of those. So that's, maybe that's the biggest chunk. Right. But maybe the next biggest chunk is you need help we're gonna try and give it to you. Yeah. Like not just like you're awesome, how yeah. to this is how to be more of a lion. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So this yeah. I think mine falls definitely into the category of people who might need, you know, something. Just yeah. some some nudge. Wait,
1: everybody needs that though. I mean, I'm okay. sorry, the giant podcast directed. ones. Uh-huh. Everybody needs that in a moment mm-hmm. of honesty. I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, whatever. Yeah. in a moment of honesty, they'll say, Yeah, I need help in this area of my life. But most people can't be honest because they're con- so concerned about worldly standards, mm-hmm. people judging them. Yeah. I'll be honest right now. I need help. I need help every day. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's life. It's called life. <laughs> and we need help through life. Yeah. Um, and, we can't and do it on our own. let's enjoy
0: that process a little bit.
1: And let's enjoy the process, enjoy each other, enjoy get each encouragement other. from each other, mm-hmm. You know, get that synergy for life from each other. Um, we need it. And and I guess one of the things that I always used to say, and I don't remember all the things I always used to say, but is like, hey, things won't always be this way. And they won't. Yeah. If you're on a mountaintop and life is great, yeah, things won't always be this way. And hey, when you're in this <laughs> Look area Look out, yeah. the valley's you're, coming.
0: When you're in this area, that's not a um that's literal. When you're on a mountaintop and things are... <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> like literally, there's yes. people that come to this church yeah. who have houses on mountains.
1: Yes, yes. And, and, and yeah. you know, they do. And, and this is a 14-er country, right? There's yeah. 54 14-ers in Colorado, fourteen you know, mountain, top, mountain peaks are yeah. 14,000 feet or higher. And um, I've climbed a few. And you know, to get there, you've got to go through a lot of valleys. You mm. just do. Mm-hmm. You got to go through some treacherous trails that just suck. I'm sorry, yeah. there's no other word for it. The trail sucks. Mm-hmm. This is not fun. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the top, it's like, yes, but the top doesn't last long. You're up there for 15 minutes. You see weather coming in. <laughs> Man, I got to go back down. i was wondering where you're going with this. Yeah, that, no, but.
0: Because that made it seem like the, the destination is like, you're good. Nope, no, no you're good.
1: No. Mountaintops do not last, they just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. And you're back down in the valley. Mm-hmm. But then the valley, you look up and go, hey, there's that mountaintop again. I'm, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. And life is all about valleys and mountaintops valleys and mountaintops and, mm-hmm. but there is there is something about the process of getting to the top that matters mm-hmm. it's that learning experience it's that it's others it's involving others it's it's learning it's growing it's it's changing it because of the valleys you're a different person it's not the mountaintop
0: I love that involves some others. Yeah. Involves some others. That's where it's organic. That's yeah. when you're not just what you expect. That's when like life, that's when God, the universe can actually enter things.
1: And it's communal. And it's communal. We, you, you know, it really Hillary Clinton she didn't make up the term it takes a village. That's been around for thousands of years.
0: Yeah, it, I didn't even know that was associated with
1: It, it it's we 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 are communal beings. Mm-hmm. We are. And if We have to include others and involve others, Mm -hmm. even if we don't want to, Yeah, sorry. People are important Yeah, in the process. And
0: so if you are not involving a whole lot of others, if you find yourself making those choices, like I'm gonna keep this to myself, stick to myself, I'm gonna build myself up with just how I feel internally. And I see that a little bit. And I, I think I've been that in my life a little bit with just, it makes me feel good to dissect what I read in the news about how other people think, and that's inferior what I think is that's yeah. so like, uh, it's an island yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I think that you can yeah. try to catch yourself. Are you making choices that make you an island? Right. Or are you making choices that allow like good things to happen and you to affect other people, other people to affect you. That's the community. A- absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Do you, do you, um, I always wonder this, do you watch like the news? Do you analyze stuff like that? Um, I used to a ton.
1: Yeah. I. I, I used to. I, yeah. I, I, I was kind of a fanatic. And then, Uh-oh. yeah, I'm well not a fanatic, but like, you know, totally into politics and this and that. And, and uh, no, not anymore. In yeah. fact, I don't even have TV anymore.
0: Interesting. I don't. You yeah. know
1: what? Yeah. I have Netflix, of course, and, you know, but, um, and I've got my computer. I've yeah. certainly got, you know, so I'm still connected. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you can't live life and be unconnected. You have to be connected.
0: You know what got me? The thing that can just be quicksand to me is the com you read an article and you know you kinda know what you're gonna get by who published it. Yes, exactly. And then right. you go into yeah. the comments yeah. and then you know what you're gonna oh, And then, and gonna then and all, be- all of a sudden an hour goes by and you feel tense yeah. and yeah, terrible exactly and like right. who's gonna win yeah. on this side who's right in this thing? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've tried oh. to pull away from and I'm like Yeah, yeah. So major like that's one of the things. You know how it's a process of daily analysis yeah. and, uh, and awareness of what you're doing with your time, whether you're sleeping with your girlfriend too much, or right. whether you're spending <laughs> too much time watching football to me, yeah. right, or, right, or whether you're spending too much too much or too little. I was having a conversation with this one guy from from Lebanon. he's, yeah. he's on one of my episodes. Oh, nice. And I said, "Dude, no. Other people can worry about the." Left and right of the politics of the world, let them spin their wheels. They're not going to solve anything. That's right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I'm, It's not doing anything for my, I have a flash of time on this yeah. world. Yeah. And he said, What? Um, it's important to know what's going on. So that's one of my, you know, that's, it is, that's like kind of a valid you, dilemma it is. to well, analyze.
1: Yeah, but you want to be informed. Yeah. But you don't want that information to drag you down. Um, and you don't want that information to kind of label you or to to inform you in a way that that you make bad decisions based on that information.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? Because hmm. that bad information decision. is.
1: Or I see people
0: kick, having bad energy.
1: Yeah, bad bad or energy. I see people
0: going around. It, it gets you grumpy. If you're in a left uh, polit- political, you know, political region. Yeah. That can be just as uncomfortable as being to me. Yeah. It's pretty weird being in a completely. Right yep. side region. and right. I get right. it. I get it. Right. I, I mean, love on both sides. Love yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, there's, there's but not I a see lot a lot of, of
0: weighed down. There's not a lot of love on both
1: sides. Sorry. I know, man. <laughs> there needs to
0: be. I, I, and that's why I kind of, yeah.
1: Here,
0: one of my goals is just to please relinquish some of that and realize that you probably have people in your life that really disagree with you and really still love you. Uh-huh. And they probably won't have conversations with you about it. So Yeah. You know? I yeah. wanna abandon. And the, that and then
1: I'll label you immediately. Label you immediately. Yeah, yeah because of because of wh- where you're from or what you do. Yeah. Right? Or because of where you live. Yeah. Hey, you live in Colorado, you must know, so be a gun toting Republican wacko, you yeah. know. Um or, but I get the opposite. You get the opposite. Oh, you're from, yeah. you're from Hollywood? They know, but as oh soon my gosh, as they know Hollywood, you just must be... As soon
0: rest. as they know, like we could even be at a coffee or a restaurant. Yeah. And if they know that, they want to kind of like prod uh, and see yes. and mention something just That's to right. see get what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, you're not doing anything except revealing what you think. And I kind of, yeah. you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while since I've gotten excited about anything like that. Okay. And only because this. You know what? I, 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 I rest in the sovereignty of God. Okay. I, you know what, I believe in God, and if you, and and this is my logic, if I believe in God, and if I believe in the God of the Bible, the God of the Bible is sovereign. He truly is sovereign. He sits on the throne. None of this takes him by surprise. Mm-hmm. This doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and he's got it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I'm like, okay, I, I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm gonna trust you, God. Um, my life is in your hands. And if you wanna elect. A Republican, if you want to elect a Democrat, it, it, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it doesn't take you by surprise. You know what? You're, you're still the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to affect you. You might affect it, but this isn't going to affect you.
0: Yeah. And your time could probably impact the world a lot more if you just pulled away from your computer a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're well,
0: exactly right. Get on the phone with somebody. Sure. Um, yeah. Go we'll
1: have coffee. Go have a meal. Visit go visit a
0: yep. friend or go, something.
1: Yeah, go help
0: somebody. Go help somebody, maybe.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yesterday was great. We, we um, what was today? Thursday? No, today's Wednesday. Yesterday, I think, yeah. Yesterday, I helped a friend move. It was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Yesterday, yesterday morning, I helped a friend move. And my son and I, when we were leaving, Quinn's like, he's like, Dad, they couldn't have done it without us. Uh-huh. I said, You know what, buddy? You're right. How does that make you feel?" He goes, makes me feel good. Yeah. I said, good. Now we're on our way to go get hay. So I'm glad you still got some energy. <laughs> so uh, we, we drove down to Pueblo to get some hay, and as we were leaving, this lady pulls up and says, hey, do you guys mind helping us load this, this big shed on this trailer? We just bought it, and you know our husbands and boyfriends didn't want to come because they thought it would be too hard, and we're like, yeah, we'll help. It took us three hours to get that shed on the trailer. But yeah, when we left, and you still had to go to Pueblo. No, no, we had to go. go, oh, go to yeah, hay. Yeah. yeah, we just had to drive home and okay, unload well. the hay. But I felt good. He felt good. This yeah. is a twenty-year-old, you know, who felt good about helping people. To, he didn't huh. even know. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Dad, I felt good about helping them. Because, he I said, Why? He goes, They couldn't have done it without us. I said, You're probably right, buddy. It's not because we were guys. It's just because it took more hands. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? To get it on the trailer.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you know, that's that's what life's about. It yeah. honestly is. It's about. Loving people, this, this is my motto, love people, love God. It's as it's, it's easy as that. Four right. words. That's it. Yeah. Love people, love God. Mm-hmm. I love if, it. If you do that, you can't go wrong. Love people, love God. You can't go wrong with uh, With loving people. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with loving God.
0: What did Mother Teresa say? She had all these things like, this person might not this, might not that, might not this. Love anyway. Yeah, yeah like for that. sure.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, love them anyway. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> something like that. <laughs>
0: And another one that one of my favorite dudes on the podcast always says is, uh, uh, love is the answer. What was the question?
1: Right, exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and um, here's, here's one too that's good. I love it. From St. From, uh, Francis of uh, Assisi, mm-hmm. right? Catholic monk. He said, um, uh, preach the word daily. Hmm. Only use words if necessary. Oh. Get it? So yeah. like with your life. You're like, you're like living that living example of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're loving people and you're loving God. Mm-hmm. And if you have to explain it with your words, then try loving a little harder with your actions.
0: Okay. That has so much to do on the last episode. I'm studying um, a far Eastern, old, ancient, uh, kind of physiological slash spiritual mm-hmm. uh, methodology of yeah. understanding chakras right sure. now. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the... Fifth chakra mm-hmm. is the throat chakra. I can't remember the name for it, the, gotcha. the old ancient name for it. Yeah, But it's the throat chakra, and the, uh-huh. one of the first things that this author said is, is it's, it's not about having just a clear voice, and it's making sure that you don't speak unless maybe you should. So and, and, if all these it's other right. things. And the one right below that, yeah. right before yeah. you, cl- you unblock or clear the throat chakra, mm-hmm. guess what the one right before that
1: is? Your heart.
0: Yes. Uh, makes and sense. It's love. That's the love chakra. Yeah.
1: And yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. understand yeah. that one.
0: So, so That's I guess interesting. back in the ancient times, yeah. in that part, and look, seminary school, theology school, hey, haven't done
1: It's okay. No, yeah, so, yeah.
0: let's call it ancient. Yes. Let's call it India somewhere. Sure. Um, but they had this methodology that before we get to there, yeah, and what you say right. and what you do, uh, this one has to be cleared.
1: Well, it goes along with that. There's a proverb um, in the Old Testament that says out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so you're right. I mean, your your mouth is going to reveal your heart. You know, if your heart is good, man, it's good. Your mouth is going to, it's going to show it. Your actions are going to show it. If your heart is not good, same thing. You know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And
0: and other people can feel that. Maybe you can too, if you realize (laughs) you're running your mouth so much.
1: Absolutely. All right. So
0: before yeah. we go, um, I wish we could. I always wish these things could go. My, my sister's like, you got to keep these things under 40 sure. minutes.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. Is
0: there like some type of. 20 minutes
1: would be better. 20 you minutes. You've already be lost better. half your listeners. <laughs> yes, I'm not kidding. That's I the same thing when I'm preaching. Yeah. Like if I go 40 minutes, I can tell. Like half the people are yeah. like, oh.
0: All right. Well, thank you. I got this one guy named Brian I know is still listening. So thank yeah. you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, is there any like message of. Jesus, that if you could just spend like one day, if you're like, "Well, oh, this is my last day, I have to go to jail, and I get like one message of Jesus that I can share real quick and like a five-minute thing, what, what would it be? And you just said, love. Yeah, and, and,
1: and, yeah, and I think I, I kind of I did earlier when I mentioned, you know, live life. I mean, find life in Christ and live it out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Find your life in Christ and live it out. Um, okay. You know, that, that's it. And, um, and live that. Live life to the fullest. Um, and mm-hmm. make a difference. Make a difference in the lives of people. Make an eternal difference in the lives of people. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. be used by God to be that catalyst for change. You know, be a catalyst. Uh, life, we only, get one, we only get one shot. I mean, I, I don't believe in reincarnation, I believe this is it. Yeah. This is, this is the proving ground pretty much. And we have everything we need to love people, to love God and to glorify God with our life. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: um, yeah, find Jesus, run to grace. That's it. Run to grace. Grace is it. And you know, maybe some of your listeners have had bad experiences in churches and they've had bad experience with organized religion. And I totally get that. Mm -hmm. I've been to those churches. Mm -hmm. Really? I have. Yeah. And okay. Can I tell you run from those churches it's okay yeah but there are so many great churches that just preach grace and are loving and are kind and and truly will you know lead us in the right way towards grace and towards Christ run to those churches run to Christ that's it and and don't judge Jesus by his followers because unfortunately we're still Amen. sinful mm-hmm. we are we just there's hypocrisy in the church i get it
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah, we're all
1: people. That's right.
0: Yeah, I had this uh, like great uh, pastor. That one, my favorite church in LA that we went to before we left.
1: Yeah,
0: one of his he started out with, "I'm a Christian," and then he would say, "But I'm not." That kind of Christian, <laughs> you know? That's right. Just to like kind of disarm yeah. people and just say, yeah. okay, I dig, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe I yeah. steer off the mark, but just listen, I'm trying.
1: Yeah. You know? and, and, and I think you, you said it, you really put, you said it. I did? It's, yeah, I you said, said it. it. Yes. Ethan said it. It really is all about love. And okay. you know, as I, I said, re- sorry, I reiterated that's again. why I said Sunday, you know, that's why the church grew as fast as it did, you know, for the first 300 years. Mm-hmm. It's not because they had this great theology. It's not because they had great buildings and they had you know, great churches with great worship. It's because they loved each other. Mm-hmm. And love is attractive. Mm-hmm. Who, who can argue with love?
0: Hey, let me give uh, one little tidbit about this place. And uh, Pastor Craig, he tells people that uh, shaking hands is fine, but he showed, he like physically demonstrated like why people at his church will hug each other. And I are like, you know, it's different. Like he physically said like, look, I'm shaking hands with you. And he's like, no, look, you know, I smell like a
1: human being. Hug me. You know, it's okay. Let's mix it up. And that's kind of how it begins. Something happens with a hug. Yeah. It it does. That contact. I mean, something happens. Yeah. And get over it. People smell different than you do. (laughs) Yes. Get over it. There's no, you don't have a personal bubble. Yeah. You, You don't have personal space. Sorry. Yeah? No, no <laughs> personal space. Yeah. Get over it.
0: Yeah, w- with respect. Yes, yeah. some people are going to hug you a little too long, a little too short. Get okay, over that's it. not cool. Yeah, then
1: just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> avoid those people from <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know uh, what I mean. All right, that's you. awesome. So good we stasha. can, uh,
0: let me give you a, a handshake. All a right, hug. And a hug. Come on,
1: bring it in. All right. Yes, it's it. Right. Thank you. Keep up the good work, buddy.
0: All right, thanks. Can we uh, fade out? Absolutely. On a jam? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll start out on a beat and you just fill in. Ready?